Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode from the Dads and Nerdy Ambitions podcast. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and I have a special episode tonight for you guys. Um, or should I say boys and ghouls? Uh, I know. Terrible daddy jokes. Just dad jokes all night. Uh, I have Christine, co-founder of the Connecticut Horror Fest, on the show tonight. Uh, but before we get into introducing her and welcoming her to the show, uh, we have a special sponsor of tonight's episode, FossilCrates.com. Museum quality replicas conveniently delivered to your door with various box sizes of every price range. These sets are designed for the casual collector to the dinosaur connoisseur. Use the code NerdDNA to get a free t-shirt on your next order. FossilCrates.com. Museum quality replicas, 65 million years in the making. Now, with that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, I just introduced her, so I'm going to introduce her again. Christine, co-founder of the Connecticut Horror Fest. Christine, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing well. Yeah. Thank you um, about those fossil crates. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you run, you are a co-founder. You run this crazy, awesome, very cool thing, the Connecticut Horror Fest. Um, this is, I, I don't even know where to start with this because I have so many questions about it. I'm so excited about it. Uh, it's really this neat thing. Um, so actually, before we do that, let's do this. Before we get to know the, what the Horror Fest is, mm -hmm. let's discover who you are. So Christine, oh, uh, <laughs> I know we're going to delve. Um, let's talk about you. Um, who are you and how did you get into this, uh, this events festival? Well, um, about 16 years ago, mm -hmm. I, um, actually, 17 years ago at this point, I started writing for Comic Monsters, which um, at the time, uh, my fiance, who's now my husband, Rob, um, mm. was running, which became Horror News Network. Mm. And we just, you know, it, news website still going, horrornewsnetwork.net. And, um, you know, we would, you know, I've done interviews, we would cover horror and, you know, both big horror fans. And we always thought, you know, let's, let's do a horror convention. Like one day, let's, let's do our, let's, let's do an event. And, um, you know, every time we tried to start up, we were like, mm, okay, maybe now it's not the right time, whatever. And then about nine years ago, we're like, you know, what, let's just, let's go for it. Okay. And um, but yeah, so that's how that came to be. It was kind of like something both he and I together were like, kind of went back and forth on a few times and we're like you know Connecticut doesn't really have one of its own like there were comic conventions but mm. there wasn't anything for the horror fan because th there is a little bit of a distinction okay and horror is a little more niche mm. and so we're like let's let's just do one of our own so we did one in Waterbury Connecticut I think it was at the Courtyard Marriott it was like one ballroom you know it was very small there was no panels <laughs> there wasn't and you know, it, it was a good learning experience. The first year you do anything is a good learning experience, but that's how it, it came about. Um, but yeah, it really came out about through a love of horror and kind of transversing that. Um, I started out really covering horror comics. Mm -hmm. So, and back then, I want to say probably like 2006, 2005, 2006, there wasn't a lot of females in especially in the horror comic realm yeah. right especially in the comic realm covering it um i actually remember one year covering new york comic-con um 
and uh, one comic creator said to me, oh, you must be this guy's girlfriend. And I was like, actually, no, I'm press. Like, if it really was that, it really was a different world back then. And it, it, in, in my mind, 2005, 2006 isn't that long ago. But it is. It is. I think so either. And that's how I realized I'm getting older. <laughs> like, that was just yesterday. So, you know, uh, so that's how, kind of how, like, the love of horror came because it was horror comics. And it was horror. Like, you know, we've had like horror comic people like Jeff Zorno comes to our event every year. He's an award-winning horror comic artist. Um, we support horror comics still to this day. We're, you know, to us, you know, the, those small indie horror comics are still the best. Yeah. So this is what I was going to ask. And I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I did went on a little sidetrack there. But um, it's very niche your did and how did you figure there did you see a, a demographic being here was there going to be a lot of people that were really into horror we didn't know like we knew we were mm. and you know through horror news network we had met friends and our staff and people who were so we didn't know like our first event, we didn't know if, if like 300 people were going to show up and we didn't know if a thousand, like we had no idea what was going to be here. Mm. And as it turns out, it's grown mm. and it's kind of a community. You know, there, there is a definite horror community within um, Connecticut, um, you know, with, with whether it's indie filmmakers or um, like someone, on, we have a staff member, Larry Dwyer, it was Connecticut called Classics. We, you know, Connecticut Horror Fest, Horror News Network. There's a there's a lot within the state um, where there is a horror community here. Like mm. we talked about the Archive Vinegar Center, they do some cult stuff too. They have a lot of horror stuff down there at the Archive. So you were talking, and and I did want to touch on this too, um, but you were talking about being in the press side of nerd horror culture and the mm -hmm. cons and the comics, uh, and there wasn't a lot of women in you know positions positions of leadership in positions of I don't want to say positions of significance because that's not the term I'm looking for but you were in a a reprising role in a, a a special place to where you got to make a difference and you're obviously making a difference in at least the horror community here in Connecticut um and you're bringing this great event how does that make you feel to know that you are in one of those positions that you are the godmother if you will of Connecticut's horror fest <laughs> of, the, of the, the horror community that is you are the queen of horror I, in Connecticut I don't I don't consider myself <laughs> the queen of anything I think I'm just you know someone who was a fan and who um has you know done a lot I, I mean I've had to do my homework I've worked really hard mm -hmm. um this is not something Christine has done it's definitely a team effort and I say this all the time like you know Rob and I aren't delusional. This event doesn't happen without a good crew and a good staff. Like, you know, we're not delusional. It's not about us. <laughs> um, I, I think, it, like I said, I, I put in a lot of work. Um, you know, I have to do my homework. I also, I think because I do have what we like to call a day job, mm -hmm. um, over the years, I do have some business savvy as well to know how to navigate some of, you know, those situations. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, besides just being a fan, you have to have business savvy. You also um, have to have the um, the drive 
to do it because it, it is, you know, running an event and you can ask anybody who does any type of event. It is a lot of work, the organization that goes into it, the planning, the marketing, the promotion, like there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people, fans don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes. And there's a how, lot of work that goes how on. How much and booze are you drinking after the, yeah. you know, the fest is, <laughs> is over? Like, uh, I'm, it's a... There's a nap. Let me tell you something. The day after, <laughs> there is like a full day of napping. <laughs> You, you are. It's, it's, it's a, it's a love relationship. You have to be passionate about these things. And I've, I've talked to other people who've done festivals and I'm always curious, you know, the first year you've done it to where you are now, how much has changed in, in just your overall process versus, you know, what it was like to do something when you first started? Um, I think I've gotten savvier in terms of um, how I navigate certain, um, aspects of, of planning, uh, an event, mm. you know what I mean? Um, like we're, it's we we build every year. We seem to build more and more into our contracts with mm. certain, <laughs> with, whether it's, it's with the venue or whether, you know, it's, if something goes wrong one year, you learn from it. Right. And that's what I always say. Um, you just become savvier every year because you're like, okay, guardrail needs to go up for that. We need to plan for that. So you just learn, I hate to say by trial and error, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, without getting too specific, I think every year is just, a, and again, I'm rambling. No, you're fine. Welcome to the Dads of Nerdy Mission podcast. This yeah. Is what we do. I mean, it, it's just, you, you learn a lot every year. So I think if I could go back to 2013 and tell myself everything that I know now, it would be amazing. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Was there, now, now let me ask you this. This is, this is getting a little more on the sensitive side here, but was there ever a moment where you were like, that's it. I quit. I can't do this. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think so. I think there's been moments where I just kind of like last year, the air conditioning broke at the venue and I thought <laughs> that's it. That's it. I, 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 <laughs> I was really, I couldn't, it, it was not good. Um, yeah, that's, that's this, trust me, this, this year, if people complain they're cold, cause there's going to be extra <laughs> units there. I don't want to hear people complaining they're cold this year. Just say it's part of the ambiance of being in a horror movie, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that last year I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I can't believe the air conditioning broke. And it was, it was the, I mean, in September, is it supposed to be 90 degrees? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so oh that, that was last year was really just, uh, so yeah. You so, know. Since we're talking about this and we do want to get to know you better. Um, one of my favorite questions is what's your favorite? Well, your what's your favorite horror movie? You, you know, do you have a favorite? Well, actually, let me do this. Let me ask you, what was your first horror movie? And then what was your favorite? My first horror movie, honestly, I was probably about eight years old. Okay. And I don't know where you live, but where I grew up in, um, Channel 11 out of New York, WPIX, used to play mm -hmm. all these kind of like afternoon movies and, mm -hmm. you know, on the weekends. And I just remember, I don't know if I was sick or I had a fever I was just a little kid laying in my like mom and dad's bed. I remember 
because you know I didn't have a TV in my room because I'm that old, you know. <laughs> I shared a room with my sister too, so I just remember turning on Channel Eleven, and then after there was like a Monkeys rerun, and then mm. after that they had Blackula was on. Do you remember that? I re- I so I'm not. I know of Blackula. I'm 36. All right, I'll just put my age out there. Well, uh, this so- was like. I mean, this wasn't like a first run in the yeah, theater. yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, but like yes, I remember. 80s, yeah. so, but still, I, it was on the afternoon, and that was when I was like, "What is this? Like, this was, and, you know." And if you've ever seen it, it's it's very politically incorrect. I mean, it was oh yeah, it was bad. You know, like the seventies <laughs> were really bad. I was like, "Wow," and you know, it was the eighties, so no parental supervision. You know, just me watching black on like a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> um. Um, but I would say if I had to pick a couple of favorites, um, yeah. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It, okay. I mean that dinner scene is crazy. Um, uh, and what the the way Toby Hooper had that shot was just genius. It, it is terrifying to this day. That will still be terrifying to, if anybody watches that for the first time. It's still terrifying. And there's so many movies that came after that that are that are that do you get what i'm saying like yeah yeah absolutely so that, that you can draw a direct like house of a thousand corpses you can draw a direct line right back to Texas you can see State where their inspiration absolutely or, yeah absolutely and i think night of the living dead is also right up there so that's why i mean this year we have judith o'day and rush Dreiner um and kyra sean coming i mean I'm super excited about that because to you know without you're gonna fan girl a little bit. Um, you know, I really I don't fan girl. I I'll I'll get into my fan girl moments later because I have like <laughs> had those moments. But George Romero was was a genius. I think Quentin Tarantino you would call him a genius. And like if it wasn't for Night of the Living Dead and if it wasn't for Dawn, like that whole genre that he kind of dude was, Dawn of the Dead. Oh. the godfather of if he didn't if he, you know wasn't for him you wouldn't have the walking dead you wouldn't have everything that came after it it's, so i, I, mean, I, I, I think I absolutely dead is just an, an amazing film um and i i know we had um we had george romero at our show i think it was 2015 mm. I, I can't remember the year um it was the year it was right before he passed and mm. um he even said there wasn't it wasn't meant to be a political did you ever see it uh which one uh Night yes yeah 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 sorry yes it, yeah so the, and it wasn't meant to have any political overtones it just that's how people perceived it like it, there was you know oh yeah so it was kind of like a low budget film they were doing and it ended up being this absolute masterpiece that you know I, I, I feel like that's with the best of movies and, and I truly mean that not even just on the horror side but the movies that are meant to be what they are, which is the they this is somebody who made something and created this baby that is the you know their love and their passions and they put it in it. You get the best quality movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I look at all the indie movies like you know Clerks by Kevin mm-hmm. Smith, absolutely genius movie, absolutely well done. Uh, what was another? I had a bunch in my head and then I went on my little tangent. Uh, even. I'll even say this with tongue in cheek, Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, their budget was stupid low for a Marvel superhero movie or a superhero movie in general. It was still quality, but you see that work in, in movies in general. Um, Even Star Wars was a movie that was 
low budget and was not meant to be anything else, but they made this and they loved it. They had the TLC and you get these quality products. Uh, looking at the horror movie list, uh, Quarantine was a very low budget movie. Blair Witch Project, very yeah. low budget movie. Paranormal these, Activity. Yeah. Paranormal Activity. Very simple, very easy scare tactic movies. And they were able to come up with something because they were passionate about it. And they loved what they did. They It was meant for the community. Um, oh, the other one I was thinking of, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. Was, right? Like, these are movies that had zero to no budget. And they, like they had meatloaf. Yeah, they did have meatloaf. Yes, yeah. they did. <laughs> they did. And Tim Curry. Oh. And but it's, like, it's just all these movies. And that's, that's the point I was going with is they are done with love. And it's and I get the same vibe. This is what you do with the horror fest. This yeah. is something that you are truly passionate about, and I can see the 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 blood, sweat, and tears that is put into this. And I absolutely commend you on it. Um, now I you are the the horror guru, so I this is this is a surprise question that I want to ask you. Um, okay. Yes. Uh, Freddy versus Jason. Who wins? Not going off the movie because that movie was just, let's be honest, that was rough. But Freddy versus Jason, who would win? I don't know. I think Freddy can outsmart him. I I, I commend you on your answer. I'm going to let you know you're wrong. Jaws wins. Yeah. And all the... <laughs> Um, no, honestly, if I if I out of those three movies, if I had to pick, what's the best movie? It's Jaws. Jaws is an amazing film. And Jaws is a another amazing movie. Yeah. Um. Now I'm gonna tell you this. My first, I I, I, I guess my first. I've been trying movie for was, years. Just as an aside, I've been trying for years to get Richard Dreyfuss as a guest. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. We'll work on that. We'll get that. I got you. We'll, we'll um, make that happen. We just we're putting it out in the universe right here. Right, Richard Dreyfuss. If you are listening to this, yes, got her. You got this. Come on. Um, I I don't know where Alien fits on your list of horror oh, movies. Oh, I love Alien. That was the movie that gave me like PTSD as a kid. For like, I I kid you not, until I was like a sophomore in high school, I could not. And now I'm like psychotically obsessed with it, which uh, is Ripley is one of the first female action movies. She was uh, she was amazing. It, it, Sigourney Weaver, an amazing Save actress. Save the cat. Save the cat. There was <laughs> there was something somebody told me. They said every time the cat ran away, the cat was warning people. That's where the alien was. And if you pay attention to it, you knew it was going to show up. And I just, I can't believe I never thought about that because, you know, everybody's chasing the stupid cat, but I digress. Um, so let's talk about a little bit more about this festival. Um, you, you've created this thing here. You have this amazing uh, event going on. Uh, talk to us a little bit about it. What is the Horror Fest? It, it really is a fan fest for the horror community, for horror fans. It, it is about the fans and, you know, it's about people who absolutely love horror. Um, one thing that I try to promote and, you know, is really kind of that community vibe. And I know it's funny because when at the first few years, as we were starting to grow and trying to find a place out, like when we grew through the, the, place in Waterbury, and then we have through this place called The Matrix, you know, 
a lot of people hear horror fest and they got like like they didn't want us there it was weird <laughs> it was like for us it was weird because we have such an incredibly peaceful crowd mm. do you know what i mean it, I, I, I mean you you did get that I, without stereotyping you got you know your your fandom yeah it's there's a thing that goes with it i i guess well it's almost like a stigma and it's it's yeah. really it's too bad because we have the most peaceful events that I'm, I'm just saying we have like really the most peaceful events like our, our fans like respect each other you know there, there's no politics there's no religion there's, there's no, do you get what i'm saying like yeah. everything goes out the door because the main one common thread one common bond is is we love horror and it, it doesn't matter everything else goes out the door at that point yeah. um and what? It, it's a really peaceful like it, it's kind of like um but it's almost like you know your tribe coming together do you get what i'm saying the tribe comes together once a year yeah <laughs> well, well, let's get this so what what brings people why are we so obsessed with horror movies i don't know i think there's a part of it some people tend to get drawn to the darker side of um of anything you know it's just a personality i don't want to say it's a personality type but it's just kind of like when if you're in high school there's the goth kids and mm -hmm. there's the kids listening to you know pop music and happy music and there's the kids listening to the darker music and it's very it's very similar what kind of art you're drawn toward um i'm kirk hammett had like he's put out a few coffee table books mm -hmm. and uh, too much horror to this and then there was another one called it's alive it was all the movie posters he has because he has his own Kirk Hammett from Italy has his own like horror museum at his house mm. he's a collector and um there was a study that he had like in one of his books that a doctor actually did a study about people who watch horror movies and it, it does something with your endorphins it releases something so and it gives you kind of more peace. It's a weird thing to say, but it's almost <laughs> like a release where it gives you more peace and less. And it was some kind it, of study. I wish I no, had it. It, it makes, it makes so much sense. Now I understand why I like my coffee black and dark and not with any cream and sugar in it. This <laughs> is the, it gives me the endorphins that I want and the happiness I want. <laughs> I'm just saying there, there was some study and I really wish yeah, I had no, that's, that, that's, that's that interesting. I could, that I could, that I could read it. I think I had the book and i think i gave it away in one of our raffle baskets so i can't even pull it no. out <laughs> no but that's that's way more of an intricate answer than i was expecting i thought you'd just be like i don't know people like watching you know seeing stuff that's never going to happen to them so it's cool but well, like it, i love your answer that is so much better than what i was well, expecting there there it's, it's almost like the kind of art you like like why do why do people gravitate towards darker art like even like when you talk about fandom, I'm I'm kind of a, a music nerd. You okay. know what I mean? And yeah. so for me, like I've always gravitated to darker, like grittier music. Like, I mean, and this is really getting kind of nerdy now. Like I saw come up in my feed um that it's next year, I don't know, it's gonna be like the 30th anniversary of Alice in Chains Dirt and they're releasing Funko Pops. I immediately screenshotted it and sent it to my husband. Like within like, I, I didn't even hesitate, sent it to my husband. It's like, these are going on pre-order right now. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you had that, we, we call the moment, we call the FOMO moment. 
are, are, are you familiar with that? A, a FOMO? A FOMO. Uh, yes. Fear of missing out. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that was that was like an, it was just an immediate and Allison Chains isn't exactly like poppy, happy, like no. <laughs> shiny music. It's just that's what I've always like, you know, back then I was listening to Allison Chains. I was listening to the Pantera. I was listening the Pantera. I was listening to Pantera corn, you know the darker side of that music i was listening to all of that it makes me cringe to think that that's old music now because all in my head is war and i'm like oh god that's 90s (laughs) that's old even i think you're like it's hard to think like deftones is even you know i'm like ah they just came out no 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 i died a little bit inside in this episode thank you very much But no, it's it is neat, um, and and I, I've I've talked to people like I've had composite effects, and they make some of the craziest masks in the world, and they make intestines, and they make guts and gore, mm-hmm. and we gave that out as a raffle prize for uh, uh, the Connecticut Children's Medical Center, I believe, is the raffle we were doing mm-hmm. at the time, and I, they gave it to us and they said, Hey, here, raffle this off. And I said, I don't know how I'm going to raffle this off. I don't know who's going. It was one of the most popular items. Yeah. And it blew my mind because we gave it out with a like a face hugger and some other stuff. And it was one of the most popular items. They're like, What is that? And I said, That is uh one pound of lower intestines, you know, silicon replica. And it looked horrific it was absolutely terrifying looking it looked bloody it looked gory and i'm and i'm like and and i love the person who won it was a sweet i think it was a sweet old british lady (laughs) who won it and i was like oh cool but it was and it's it's neat to see that there's this i put it to the 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 level of in my mind horror movies is kind of like gambling you you go to the you go to the casino you go to gamble you know it's it's that rush and right. i feel like horror movies give us that that safe rush of like oh there's a murderer on the loose but yeah. we're good unless, because... you're in a, unless you're in a movie and it's like really you're watching a movie and it's terrible like i'm not ashamed to say like i've gone to like some movies or watch some movies and i'm like i can't even get through this whole thing this is terrible <laughs> like i'm a harsh critic now and i think i just have like high standards of you know to me like some of the best stuff that's come out in horror has been on netflix whether i mean stranger things i know people like it's not really horror that's fine but like it's haunting of hill house they've been i think one of the best movies of the last few years i think it was called the ritual um i saw that oh my god Yes. Um, yes. But even we talk about like Midsommar. Um, Such you know, a great movie. Right. It, the Witch that came out. Hereditary. Is, I mean, we have Millie Shapiro from Hereditary coming to Connecticut Horror Fest, but Hereditary is one of my favorite movies of the last few years. I think it's one of the best without that, question. That twisted me up so much. Uh, but all three of those, actually. The fact that you named them right after one after another. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, One of the things I love, and I, I blame... Uh, uh, the the haunting movies the series mm-hmm. on netflix because i look for the little things now in horror movies because of that the, the that series they made mm-hmm. me look at stuff and i can't remember why i started maybe somebody said something to me 
or I saw something. And you look for those little hints now. And Midsummer did it too. They had the the hints. They had everything about everybody, how the story was going to go in the movie. I like that. And that's that's one of the things I think is attracting me more and more to horror movies. And I it, it is those little little nods, if you will. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's it's that's so amazing. Um and I love that you brought up that you're, you know, some of the people that are coming to your show or the festival. Um, let's talk about that. Like what events or what venues do you, you know, some of the cool venues that you guys come in as well as, you know, some of your special guests. Um, well, our guests are, we have a Haunting of Hill House reunion. We actually have Mike Flanagan, the creator of Hill House, Haunting of Hill House, Blind Manor, Midnight Mass. Um, he also did Dr. Sleep, The Shining sequel. Nice. This is his first fan like convention ever, so we're wow. super excited. We're super excited to have that. Uh, Kate Siegel will be there, who is in all that. Annabeth Gish, who of course is also from X Files, besides the series. Henry Thomas, who is from ET, and a you know bajillion other things besides the <laughs> series. He'll be there, so that's pretty exciting. Um, like I said, Millie Shapiro, who was the little girl hereditary now she's you know not she's an adult <laughs> she's not a little girl she's grown up um we also have uh like i mentioned night of living dead reunion yes we have um this is killing me because um, oh we have ghost hunters coming in um steve can call this and dave tango from the series ghost hunters nice um we have the first jason ari lehman from part one uh, we have C.J. Graham from Friday the 13th, part six, who is Jason. This is one of, like, who was just added, Ian McCulloch. I don't know if you ever saw Fulci's Zombie, too. You ever seen that? I don't think I've seen okay. that, but I'm going to add it to my list. Yeah, they like a lot of, that has the um, the iconic zombie versus shark. See, <laughs> not to spoil it for you. And also, if you're really into that um you know eye torture like that kind of thing like okay. you know they love that stuff. <laughs> that stuff so that's a really cool list I, i'm not gonna and lie so scotty in from anthrax we, we added like a musical guest this year we have and we're announcing another guest this week oh wow that's that's awesome good on you guys yeah. uh how, how does that make you feel to know you're getting all these names coming to this event like this thing that you've created you know it it's great. It's it's always like a little nerve wracking too, like you know, to make sure nobody gets like cast in a movie or you know, mm. <laughs> make sure everything happens. You're like, time. we've got so and so. Uh never mind, Lowell's J.K. God. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. Um, but you know, there's certain like I said, I don't really geek out or get like fangirlish. Mm about it i remember when george american was like oh i hope he's really nice and he came in he's like oh hi i'm george american we know who you are like yeah, he was so <laughs> down to earth he was so great he was so great and you know i think there was only one other time i was like oh god i hope you know there and it was we had pam greer mm. um to me pam greer is the first um action hero female action hero because foxy okay. brown was like in like 72 you know mm. what i mean like um and she was amazing. Like I even read her autobiography. 
But she came in and she was so nice and so down to earth. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because, you know, when you're a big fan of someone and, and they're working, They always tell you never meet your heroes. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you, I just I just professed my love for Alice and James. Yeah. Right. So I was at um, we were at um, when they first regrouped in like, I think it was 2006 in Atlantic City to see like one of their reunion shows like, mm. when they first came back. And Jerry Cantrell was sitting in the hotel lobby. And I was like, oh my God, well, why don't you go over and introduce yourself? I said, no. <laughs> he's like, are you kidding me? He's sitting there like, I don't know if he was waiting for a cat. I don't know. Like he's just sitting in the hotel lobby, like reading like a magazine, probably waiting for a, like a cab or something. I don't know. And I was like, go over. I was like, nope. I was like, because if he's in a bad mood or he's a jerk or he's just having a bad day, it will literally ruin my life. Oh my God. Like it's one of those things where like, it will ruin my life. If he's, if he's Did a, you go over me to please tell me this has a happy ending for no, this No, I didn't. No? Wow. I oh. didn't. I didn't. I mean, I've, I've been very lucky that, you know, I've, I've been, I'm always grateful. I've interviewed besides Horror Fest and Horror News Network. I've gotten to interview a lot of really great, amazing artists and people Mm. um you know I've only had maybe one maybe three or four times where I was like wow that person's a jerk you know what I mean <laughs> a couple times but I'm like whatever um and no I'm not going to name who they were but other other than that you know for I would say 99% of the people I've ever run across have been super great you know like really yeah. amazing um but now do you think it's because where you work the 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 genre and stuff that you're passionate about is the horror world do you think it's because people are just nicer in the the, the horror world or because like you know they get to play the villains they get to get out their angst well i i do i think it's also because sometimes people who love horror and they just i know they're maybe down they're more down to earth i don't know Hmm. I, sh- I shouldn't generalize like that, but a lot of the people I've come across and even people who are very famous, um, mm. you know, year, I, want, I mean, this is going back years ago, I was at a press junket and I interviewed Kirk Hammett. Mm. I mean, one of the nicest people in the world, incredibly down to earth. Um, like I said, I, I've been really lucky to meet and interview um, a lot of great people and you know, I, I don't get the only time I will tell you my one fangirl moment, and this is almost embarrassing because I went in and it was a New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked into the Dark Horse booth and I had like, you know, my business card out. And this is when people said business cards because it had to be like 10 years ago at least. And I was going to hand it to um, Tom Morello, put out a comic with Dark Horse. I want to say like 10 years ago. It was called Orchid. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was more than that. I don't remember how long and I'm a big Rage Against the Machine fan so I walked up and I handed my card and he's like hey and instead of my card of course what fell out of my purse is I had brought my Evil Empire like CD with me (laughs) 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 and I was like hey I'm like can you sign this (laughs) and he's like did you come here in a time machine and I just started laughing (laughs) (laughs) and he's like of course I can sign it he's like thank you and I was like well good luck with the you know 
the comic is like, thanks, you know, and I just, I just kind of giggled and walked away. And then after I walked out, um, I remember meeting up with my husband after he's like, so did you, did you get, um, did you meet Tom Morello? And I was like, yeah, he goes, is that why you're all flushed and sweating? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have those moments though. That's, that's I know. And I didn't, I didn't even ask for the interview because I totally like flipped my mind because I wasn't planning on like, yeah. The, D, the CD falling out of my purse and it was just like a, a giveaway like I was like oh like that was the <laughs> probably the only moment I completely like felt like oh I can't that's a good but guy. that's a great moment to have that's a great one. Oh my god he was gosh. totally nice he was, he was awesome. you know for the few seconds I, I you know I said hey you know that oh, he, the, he was nice about it <laughs> your your brain doesn't work at cons like it is the worst especially from an interviewee side because you're like I have to do a b and c and i have all of like five seconds to get that situation set up yeah it's, here's my business card can you do it every blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah yeah i know <laughs> and they're like cool and they throw it and you're like okay and then yeah. you're like you hope like you get like one out of every 75 people you give your card to and stuff yeah it's it's rough i remember yeah i i absolutely but that's a great story um but going back to your stuff so you are doing for the first time this year you are doing a two-dayer yes. for your horror fest um and is, is it just because it's getting that big that you just can't handle it all in one day or um you know i think it's more fan friendly if you do it two days okay and we decided last year because we had so many people waiting in line for so mm -hmm. many hours and it, it you know again did last year we get a lot more people because of covid wasn't an anomaly what you know, I mean, we had Kathina Jimmy there who is very main. I mean, you know, she was a great guest and she was a great person too, to be quite mm. honest with you. Um, you know, I'll always dish on the people when they're amazing. And she was very amazing. She's gracious to my people. Um, awesome. But because she's in a Disney movie. So we did have a lot of like, you know, families come to meet Kathina <laughs> Jimmy because she's in Hocus Pocus. Yes. Um, but she, she was great. So we don't know if that was an anomaly, but either way, it's, you know, at some point you have to make that leap of mm -hmm. faith to, to go to that second day. So we decided to do like a Friday afternoon evening. So it's not so cumbersome, maybe on people or mm -hmm. on the, the guests. Um, maybe next year we'll do a Saturday and Sunday. So it's both weekend days. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we decided, you know, may as well take that leap of faith and, and do it this year. Because um, I can tell you as a fan, when I used to to go to conventions and I still go to you know some conventions I would usually go on because I'm a horror fan I would go on a, a Friday or a Sunday I'm not saying I don't like people I'm just saying <laughs> just, I'm not saying I don't like to be social but uh yeah I don't like to be social I, yeah. I get that no I totally I, if there was an, if there was an autograph I wanted then I you know definitely go one of those days but I'm I'm one of the people who likes to go because I'm all about shopping the vendors I love I love, love, love all our vendors. And even during COVID, I would go on Etsy, I would go on their shops and I would buy from like, there were several of them I, I bought from, you know, to make sure and, they were supported during that time. And I love it. And that's one of my favorite things about cons and festivals and even the flea market that mm -hmm. the, that Southington did. It's the venue, you get to see the fan art and the love, again, it goes back to the blood, sweat and tears and the love that people put into their art. Mm -hmm. and i absolutely enjoy it yeah and it's it's exciting um 
so we talked a little bit about your weekend or your two dayer. Are you, you know, based on this, are you looking at continuing doing that? Or, or is there something else you guys are looking at doing for the future just besides the, the weekend? I think we're looking, like I said, just going to kind of settle into a weekend pattern and mm-hmm. see if, like this year how the Friday night goes and then next year possibly do a, a Saturday and Sunday. Mm. See, you know what I mean? Kind of just kind of feel it out. Um, you know, yeah, there's nothing we're not looking to we have our panels that we do like that you know we definitely are doing some panels on friday night mm-hmm. because if people come on friday night we still want them to get their money's worth and, and get like exposed to some q a's so um not have all of them on saturday because that's you know so we're kind of splitting that out okay um so if we did a saturday and sunday we would do the same thing have some panels on sunday as well so we have been talking about this for a bit, and I realized we didn't even announce when it's going to happen. Ah! So <laughs> I was in there, I was like, I feel like I'm missing something here. We keep talking about it. And uh, yeah, but when is this going down? Okay, it's going to happen September 16th and 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday the 16th, it starts at 4 p.m. till 9 p.m. Um, you can get, if you pre order your tickets, you can get in at 3.30 to shop the vendors. The celebrities nice. probably won't be set up till four. Okay. So, uh, Saturday, it is from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pre-order tickets get in at 10 and celebrities will be signing at 10. Nice. So that's why people pre-order their tickets. Sometimes we also um, offered, we this year we created what's called a line skip pass because you can't call it a speed pass or fast pass because Disney owns that. So we call it a line skip pass. <laughs> so that is Makes sense. It's an upgrade. So after you buy your ticket, you're allowed to buy an add-on. And mm. that gives you three um, line skips. That's nice. That's yeah. really nice. Um, now, I have to ask this question because it just clicked in my head. You do it on Fridays. How many times has it been on a Friday the 13th? This is the first time we're doing it two days. Oh, really? So you've always done it on Saturday? I for some we've reason only, my head, We've always been a one-day show until this year. Oh my gosh, you got to totally do something special to get it on a Friday the 13th. You got to Oh my god. That'll be Oh, that'll be fun. Um so where can the good people out in Nerd Nation actually find uh find you guys and purchase tickets? They can go to cthorror.com, C-T-H-O-R-R-O-R.com. Or if they go to horrornewsnetwork.net, there is a menu option for CT Horror Fest. Awesome. Uh, I did have one last question I wanted to ask you because I don't know why I didn't ask this, but is there any horror movie that still scares you? That scares me or that I just, I can't deal with? Uh, let's start like, with I scale scares I you deal, i can't deal with the human centipede oh like, yeah no no i'm right up there not nah, that's I, I can't i can't deal with the human centipede there was another movie that was so disturbing it like i did i honestly didn't sleep for like two days it's an indie film called found by scott Shermer. it's a very it's it's a very indie film and if you watch it you won't sleep for days noted. don't let your kids even near the room when you watch that noted it <laughs> is it's it's out there you know it's, yeah. it's crazy but that one that one was 
that can happen. <laughs> I remember waking up in the morning, like two days later, going, I can't believe that happened in that movie. Oh my God. <laughs> Solid pass on that. I, I will immediately just go ahead and pass that. Oh, oh my God. Why didn't I think about this too? I wanted to ask you this because, you know, why not? How long do you think you would last in a horror movie? Um, I think I'm pretty well trained. <laughs> the only thing is I'm clumsy. So, uh. you know, I, I think I would, I choose the path of going towards the danger. Um and I will I will tell you this one of my I didn't even mention this is one of my favorite movies but I love Candyman the original. Oh my god! And I loved it because of Helen Lyle and I had the opportunity to interview Virginia Madsen and she said one of the reasons she took the role was because Helen wasn't you know running away screaming. Helen was running towards it. She was running towards it and facing it and conquering it. And I, I would hope that I would be that way too. I'd pick up my sword, my blade sword. And I would, by the way, did you know Blade was the first Marvel movie? I, yes. I, but I thought Howard the Duck was considered the first one. Oh, no. <laughs> regardless, I will give you this. Now, I will give you this. Blade single handedly saved Marvel. I will absolutely give you. And besides, let's be honest here. Blade is an amazing horror it movie. It's just like, oh my god, so many great people were in those movies. It, I, I I'm not a trilogy person because I mean, even though Ryan Reynolds was in the trilogy, oh the third one, I don't. I pretend like the third one didn't exist. It it, it was yeah, it was rough, it was but bad. yeah, yeah, it was bad. But was it, it Triple H in that too? The wrestler. It, it would make sense. I know Ron Perlman was in the second one, and okay. uh, I've always been a strong, like, I love him as an actor. I think he's great, but I feel like his movies are either, you got a 50-50 chance with his movies. They're either going to be really good, or they're going to be Monster Hunter. And... Well, <laughs> Hellboy was great. Hellboy was great. Hellboy was amazing. Hellboy was great. I loved I love Hellboy. But he did Monster Hunter. <laughs> that was god-awful. And uh well who was another one that he did that was uh he was in like pacific rim knew what it was doing but pacific rim is like one of those movies like it was it was not great but yeah. it knew what it was making don't act like you don't love ron perlman from his i don't i told you I, oh my god yes from the beauty and the beast days yeah oh my god the, <laughs> I the tv show yes <laughs> holy cow Oh my God! I remember when Beauty and the Beast was on. I feel so old. We went from horror fest to Ron oh Perlman my God. and Beauty and the Beast. Oh my God! But it's it's Ron Perlman though. Dude, hey, you know Ron what? Perlman. People are gonna if people listen to this, they will go on YouTube and Google or type into YouTube Ron Perlman Beauty and the Beast, and they'll be exposed to the greatness. You, it was, it was something <laughs> else. Now you really want to feel old here, all right? Uh, do you remember when Vampires the Masquerade did a show? a tv series they were trying to make a tv series off of that and it was god awful i just all i remember the biggest vampire thing i remember and i forget i even forget what year it was i should know this remember when the whole twilight series was out we don't talk about twilight right no. and everyone's all like oh my god this is yeah. so great and i would have people come up to me at work and like oh you love horror you have to see 
um, you have to see Twilight. It's about vampires. And I, I, I'm sure it's a good film. I'm not like bagging on it or anything. But at the same point in time, 30 Days of Night came out. And I was like, oh, you like vampires? I was like, you have to see 30 Days 30 of Night. 30 Days of Night. Oh, my God. Such a great. I loved everything. So now I had all the- these Twilight fans at work going, oh, we're going to go watch 30 Days of Night. And they were wrecked. Oh, that's so great. I I loved everything about 30 Days of Night. I Because I saw the movie and it it got me. Yeah, it was great. And this is, this is why I love cross-contamination from nerd cultures and and is the fact that i was able to get into that movie watch that movie get into the comics yeah from the comics find that there was a whole novel series and fan books it, it was it was so amazing and so great to see that it was had all of these things and it's it's those little gateway teasers if you will those gateway drugs if we we call them well, it's just it, the getting to something else but you know the comics is something that like I was reading before the movie came out so I knew like Steve Niles is like him and Ben Templeton I like did the original stuff Mm. and you know Steve Niles created that story but I mean he's a master for um truly and and it took vampires outside the box of what I normally was thinking of vampires I loved the shark eyes oh yeah that was and just like all the jagged teeth not just the two it was Mm, chef's kiss amazing yeah Um, that was a really good one like there's been some under the radar movies over the last i want to say i guess almost 20 years now because that's how we're we're dating ourselves i know like because not a lot of people talk about like the descent oh my god not a lot of people talk about that i love that film that's like in one of my top tens of the last 20 years that one scared like i said that i so Fun fact, I was in the Navy. I saw that movie. I saw Descent and I saw Quarantine out at sea. And I was so terrified of those movies when I saw them. Like, it was, they were so good. Yes. Oh, my God, Descent? Uh, it, oh, shivers. I love yeah, it. The Descent was such a great movie. There's been a lot of, like, really, I want to say under the radar, not really commercial big movies. But, you know, the one thing that, gives me hope is when I see a, like a lot of interesting original because I mean I feel like the last decade has been swamped with reboots remakes reboots remakes so when I see movies like Hereditary like Midsommar um, like anything Jordan Peele does mm. you know it, it, it's just it, it, it's inspiring because it's like there's a whole like there's a whole new generation of ideas coming no, you know? one of the things I'd love to I, see that one of the things I've gotten really excited about and uh, is I love that the Lovecraftian horrors are starting to make a comeback. I mean, mm-hmm. Lovecraft country it's, I won't say it's my, my favorite series, but it's, it's did some really neat things and it took the Lovecraft horror into uh, more into fruition because there's not, there's been some movies. I mean, there was a color in space. Uh, there was the reanimator. There's... Oh, by the way, Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs are going to be at. Um, oh, there's no way! That's awesome. Horror Fest. Yes. I can't believe I, per- I didn't mention them before. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> there's you got too Lovecraft. many names. That's awesome. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. Speaking of Lovecraft. Yeah. Right. Uh, th- but there, there's not that many out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and it's it's a, 
it's one of those things I feel like is untapped even for nerd culture wise mm -hmm. that is a, a whole horror cult into itself yeah. and I love that I can say that with the horror industries you guys it is you are not a fandom you are a cult and you guys take that with pride and wear that with a smile on your face and I love that um but I we have been talking for a while and I don't want to take up any more of your time I know you are a very busy lady I know you and your husband have so much to do um but I want to take this moment to thank you so much for being on the show uh thank you for sharing this passion that you guys are very much into and you are always more than welcome to come back on here and talk about everything that you guys are very much into and do with such amazing skills. Well, thank you so much for having me. I hope I didn't ramble too much. <laughs> oh, you, you you wouldn't be on the show if you didn't. I promise you. That's this is what we do. It's probably good that my co-host couldn't make it because we go on tangents hardcore. So so let's go ahead and let's wrap this up as always please like subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and if you are listening to us on apple or spotify please remember to rate and review we love crave need desire those rate and reviews we're also on instagram and facebook so please like and follow us at dna pod and on twitter at nerd dna pod or on our webpage nerddnapod.com i'm your host steve and i have been joined by the amazing the adorable and the lady who's probably not going to run for the bar uh christine the co-host and the co-creator of the CT Horror Fest. Christine, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Thank you, and good night.